Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special episode of Connecting ALS. I am one of your hosts, Mike Stevenson, joined by my colleague, Jeremy Holden. Good afternoon, Jeremy. Hello, Mike. As part of our commitment to bringing you the latest news and information about the COVID-19 pandemic, Jeremy had a conversation with Colony Balas, the president and CEO of the ALS Association, to talk about the association's response and how we are continuing the fight against ALS in the midst of a global public health crisis. Yeah, it was a great conversation, and uh, I know we're looking forward to bringing it to our listeners. I think it's important to point out that you know, with the COVID-19 pandemic being a developing story, this interview was recorded at, at 10.30 a.m. on March 25th. An important point for our listeners to keep in mind is things may have developed just in the time between my conversation with Colonid and us bringing that conversation to our listeners. Yeah, definitely smart to know that uh, information seems to be changing by the minute during the pandemic. So let's take a listen to what Colony had to say. We are here with Colony Balas, president and CEO of the ALS Association. Colony, thank you for your time this morning. Thank you for having me. Depending on where they live, our listeners are a couple weeks into extreme social distancing and sheltering in place. Meanwhile, every day brings new numbers of reproducibility. My newsfeed has turned into a scroll on the number of positive tests that have been announced overnight and heat maps of where those positive tests are. But taking a step back, Colony, what does our community need to know today about the COVID-19 pandemic? As this continues to unfold, I think the, the most important thing for people to know is to continue to read the updates that we are providing online on our blog and podcasts like these that we are doing and to stay close to the information that the CDC is putting out. There's a, a lot of misinformation that's out there, and so we want to make sure that people are going to reliable sources and taking the necessary precautions that the CDC has recommended. Everyone's heard about washing your hands and social distancing and the recommendations that are happening state by state. And obviously for people living with ALS, this is incredibly important, not only for them, but for their caregivers and for their family members, because uh, we are at a higher risk of population of the impact of what COVID-19 could produce. So really staying close to those reputable resources that are out there for you is really important at this time. Yeah, thank you for that. And I, you know, I know that we we talk often about listening to the experts and and, and finding the experts. And and uh, I, I take your point about the amount of misinformation that that can be out there. You know, at the same time that we as a society are dealing with this pandemic, you know, ALS hasn't taken a pause. How has the approach to our mission changed in the past few weeks? That's a really good question. I work with a variety of individuals around the globe around ALS. And in one of my recent conversations, a theme emerged, which ALS does not stop. And so therefore, neither will we. And what we have mobilized very quickly, each chapter is focused on how to deliver services in this new world. And I think that goes straight to telemedicine and telehealth Many chapters are already providing support groups, for example, 
online, trying to message or interact with people living with ALS and their families, either over the phone or via computer and via different apps. So we are adapting in a very quickly changing world. And I think at the end of the day, this will make us stronger. We will be able to provide services more effectively and more efficiently. And that will be something that we will never retreat from. So while this is an ever-evolving and really fast-changing situation, we are trying to keep very focused on our mission, not just our services, but also research and trying to keep the research moving forward as much as possible. We're also very focused on Capitol Hill as many people have heard about different stimulus packages and bills that are being proposed, we are working in coalition with many other organizations to make sure that our nonprofit community stays as healthy as possible so that we can provide services all across the board. So we're asking Congress to also provide some stimulus to nonprofit organizations as well as to people living with ALS and the services that they need. So we're leaning in on all fronts right now to make sure that people get the services and the support that they they need to live their lives. You know, you mentioned telehealth and I know that one of the things that Congress did relatively early in the in the crisis was to expand some access to telehealth. And I know a lot of work is now moving to video conferencing in the short term, but I'm curious what types if any long-term changes in how we live our lives, how we do our work, do you potentially see coming out of this? There's been a lot of conversation that this have a long-term impact on how we function day to day because what is happening and what happens in times like these is opportunities reveal themselves. And in telehealth, this has been a long conversation happening in the medical system of how do we provide telehealth, how do we pay for it, and now no more than ever, we have to. It's one of the only ways that we can provide service in some cases. So long term, I see this being an opportunity to elevate telehealth as one of the ways that we practice medicine and that there are actual reimbursements for doing that. There are payment structures for that. And I believe Congress moves so quickly, they clearly already knew that this was the natural next step. And I I don't think that will be one that will go away in the future. You know, these are chaotic, anxious times. In addition to being president and CEO of the ALS Association, you're a person and you're dealing with extreme social distancing, just like everybody else. You're dealing with times of a global pandemic, like everybody else. What's keeping you centered on mission these days? (laughs) That's a very good question. I even uh, made mention of some of this with our staff team and and others around the globe that I work with is that it's really important to recognize we're all affected by this, even as leaders in any organization or any community. No one is not affected in one way or another. I've been home for several days myself. And what keeps me centered is just clearly the mission. It's so obvious now we have to be very focused on making sure that people living with ALS and their families and their caregivers have the resources that we need. We are working 
almost literally around the clock to make that happen. And we need to do everything we can to keep people as healthy as possible, both physically and mentally, and providing a different outlets for everyone. So I think in crises like these, it gets I hope it gets people in leadership like myself even more centered, even more focused to move quickly and provide resources as thoroughly as we can. So this is this just centers me even more. It doesn't distract me any. Well, thank you for that. And thank you for your time this morning. Before I let you go, is there anything else that you want to share? Anything else that I didn't ask that our listeners need to know? The only other message I would like to make sure that everyone hears is the ALS Association is here for you. We are here for you, whether you need to reach out to us at our national office or our local chapters, people are working at home and they want to hear from you. They are going to be reaching out to you to make sure that you are doing okay and you have what you need. And we are going to do everything we can to keep our virtual doors open so that the services that people need now and well into the future are there. So don't be hesitant to reach out to us. And I'm sure that you will be hearing from us too. Yeah. And we will share contact information for those of you who do want to reach out in the show notes at connectingals.org. Colony Palas is a president and CEO of the ALS Association. Working around the clock these days, uh, we thank you for carving out some of your time for us on Connecting ALS. Thank you again. And everyone, be well and stay safe. Thanks again to Colony Balas, president and CEO of the ALS Association. We hope she's getting some sleep these days, as she mentioned, uh, round the clock work for her and the team. But deeply appreciate her time and insight. For more information on the COVID 19 pandemic and how it's affecting our community. You can listen to episodes of Connecting ALS for March 19th and March 26th. That's right, Jeremy. And we will continue to do our best to bring you the latest updates on everything happening with the pandemic, including next week when we will uh, air our interview with Lauren Tabor Gray, a clinical research and speech language pathologist at the Phil Smith Neuroscience Institute at Holy Cross Hospital in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. We talked to Lauren about a lot of different things. Among them, she's going to tell us how telemedicine is really helping serve patients right now in the midst of all this and how it's probably going to be uh, the future uh, of ALS clinical care, uh, at least for the time being. Yeah, another conversation I'm, I'm really looking forward to bringing to our listeners. That's right. Looking forward to that. So be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts at connectingals.org. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and we look forward to connecting with you again next week. Thank you.